Support for Talkline is provided by Vitus Terminals, a local crew happy to fuel you. More information at BethelFuel.com. Talkline is an opinion-based show to share ideas and viewpoints. Statements made during Talkline may or may not be factually true. Callers are encouraged to engage in civil discourse and are free to challenge or affirm the opinions presented by fellow callers. The comments and opinions expressed are those of the community and not KYUK broadcast staff, management, or board of directors. Express yourself. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to Talk Line. I'm Diane McGachran, and I think Mary-Kate is in the booth today helping out. And we're getting ready to start the show. We have one hour today. We're going to go till 11. Down the road, we'd like to extend the show back to 90 minutes if we have, you know, if we see that people really want to call and email, and we definitely want to expand the show if that's what people would like. Uh, it started out sunny this morning, and I savored every five minutes of it, but <laughs> it's kind of becoming overcast again. So we're going to go to Elizabeth at TWC. Welcome. Thank you for calling. Elizabeth. Hi, good oh, morning. Hola, girl. I got the, hi. <laughs> I got the sister announcements for you. All right, bring it. Okay, so the thrift store will be open today from today Friday from twelve to eight. Tomorrow Saturday from eleven to seven, and next Sunday is one to five. They pulled out a lot of winter wear, but keep in mind that those go really fast. Um, so if you need anything in particular, let them know, and they'll do their best to find it in the storage. They're also um, getting out candles and decorating knickknacks, so come and check it out. Okay, and looks like you've extended hours going into the evening, like tonight it's till 8 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're having it open a lot later lately, and I think that's really great. Okay. So whoever wants to come and check out the store after work or... If they're busy during the day, they're open a lot later this weekend. <laughs> yes, good. Okay. Thank you for giving us that update. Yeah. Um, so if anybody doesn't know where it's at, it's located at 180B 6th Avenue. It's right next to our main TWC building. And um, they also post updates and hours on the uh, Facebook so you could follow TWC Thrift on Facebook for those posts. And their phone number is 907-543-3789. Oh, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for supporting TWC. <laughs> awesome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. So uh, our lines are open, so let me give you the numbers here, 907-543-5985, 907-543-2756. You can also call 800-995-8954, and you can email us at radio at kyuk.org. And if you're kind of a shy person, you can be anonymous for your calls and your emails. So it looks like it's another overcast morning, uh, aside from the few minutes earlier where it was sunny. Today, uh, our weather, tonight it's going to be mostly cloudy with isolated rain showers, lows around 40. Um, wait a minute. I think that was last night because it says Friday, partly sunny, highs in the mid-40s to lower 50s. Friday night, mostly cloudy, lows in the upper 30s to mid-40s, upper 30s. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and then tomorrow, well, actually, for the lower Kuskokwim Valley, Friday today, it'll be mostly cloudy with isolated rain showers, highs in the upper 40s to mid-50s. 
and Friday night for the lower Kuskokwim Valley, mostly cloudy, isolated rain showers in the evenings, lows in the mid-30s to lower 40s. And so that's the weather that's been very consistent over the past months. <laughs> it's been quite a summer for things being kind of drizzly, overcast. I uh, hope the hunters have returned with moose or um, I think to, is today the last day for moose? I think, okay, I don't want to say something that might be wrong, but I think today is the last day. Anyway, if you have a story you want to share about your moose hunt, feel free to call in and share that with us. We'd love to hear it. The next monthly food bank is tomorrow, September 9th, from noon to 2 p.m. in front of ME School. Volunteers are needed and appreciated setting up at 11 a.m. So if you would like to volunteer, go to ME School at 11 a.m. to get ready and then they start distributing from noon until 2 p.m. Another announcement to the friends and family of the late Jimmy Sparrow, Jimmy L. Sparrow, formerly of Bethel, a celebration of life gathering will be held for him on Monday, September 11th at the Stafford Funeral Home in Richland Center, Wisconsin at noon Central Time. Online condolences are available at Stafford dash funeral dash homes dot com I'm not sure I read that email I'm not sure that's how the email is but okay so all right and if you're into movies this weekend Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington is playing and The Nun 2 and this probably isn't the kind of nun you want to hang out with. I think this is a scary nun. Mary Kate, is this a scary nun? Oh, I don't, the scary nun. You know, I went one year, I went to uh, parochial school. The nuns were kind of scary, <laughs> actually. But I don't think they were as scary as this nun, or the nuns in this movie. So. <laughs> yeah, this one seems pretty terrifying. <laughs> She's going to do more than hit your knuckles with Oof. a ruler. Anyway, um, yeah. I did get I did get my knuckles um, banged on with a ruler a couple times by the nun. Yeah, I went to... I was home uh, this past weekend in Ohio, and I went to the movies with my parents, and we saw the trailer for it. And my oh. dad just goes, yeah, that happened to me in fifth grade. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they were strict, some of those nuns. Oh, yes. Well... Uh, we, our lines are open, and while we're waiting, I'll, I'll tell a quick parochial school story <laughs> of Diane's uh, rebellion on the playground. So it's, I'm about sixth grade, and we're we're play. You know, we have a basic playground like a tether ball, a little basketball area, and a big swing set. And uh, when it was recess was over, the nun would, Mother Superior would come out with a big bell. She would ring the bell, and you had to freeze on the pr playground. And then when she rang the bell again, you had to quietly and calmly walk back to class. So I got it into my head. What if I get on the swing set? I watch her when she comes out with the bell. I get the swing at the very highest peak. She rings the bell, and then I freeze. And the only movement on the entire playground is Diane McGachran swinging. But she said to freeze, so there's nothing I can do. I just have to swing back. So I got away with that maybe three or four times. It was a thrill every time. And then she caught on, and I got called to the office, and I was reprimanded. So then the next time, I thought, well, okay, so I won't do that. What I would do then is go to the tetherball, and I would get the tether, and I would wait. I'd hold it, and then when I saw her, I would swing that tether ball so that it was the only thing moving on the playground <laughs> when everyone froze. Anyway, okay, that is one, that's a few of the numerous minor rebellions that Diane um, did, which, you know, people who know me probably aren't that surprised, but anyway, if you'd like to share a rebellion story from your childhood, <laughs> feel free to call. I'm going to give out the numbers again, and hope uh, to hear from people. Uh, this show is really driven by callers and by email. 
It's um, that's how we've had Talkline for so long. So hopefully, if you have something you'd like to share, and as you know, you can share from a wide range of things, from things you're grateful for, stories you want to tell, announcements you want to make, any uh, sharing like that is is really nice. Uh, our numbers are nine zero seven five four three. 5985-907-543-2756. You can also call 800-995-8954. And you can also email us at radio at kyuk.org. Okay. All right, so you don't have any rebellion stories, Mary-Kate, that you can share on air? You know, I don't think so. I did. I went to Catholic school from K through 12, <gasps> but I was... Uh, oh, <laughs> no, so you can appreciate my story, right? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, we didn't have nuns at my grade school, and the nuns at my high school were pretty cool. Um, okay. They were very, like, socially conscious, um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of those particular nuns. But, uh, yeah, no, I was a little bit of a goody two-shoes. Like, I never got a detention. <laughs> you know the, oh, you know what? I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I'm kidding. Should have lived a little more. Well, I remember when the, the priest came. Now, this is, um, mind you, this is the 19, early 1970s. So this is a long, long time ago. So the priest came to our class, and I raised my hand, and I told him how much I wanted to be an altar boy. <laughs> and I wanted to wear, uh, you know, they wore the garments, mm-hmm. they carried the incense, <laughs> they stood next to the priest holding the cup of the host, and, I, I, and, and he, he just chuckled, and he said, oh, girls can't be altar boys. And I said, I know, but why? I really can't, please. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I never got to be an altar mm-hmm. girl. I had, a, I had a brief stint as Did an altar server, but I, I didn't like sitting still. So. Well, so they you they changed over time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, see? And Maybe you, there's still hope for you yet, I know, I know. Let me go back to church. Because <laughs> you got to sit up on, like, the stage area. See, I wanted that. So I could look out over everyone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I really wanted. Okay. Well, those... <laughs> well, it's nice reminiscing about our Catholic uh, oh, yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, okay, well, enough about that. Feel free to call us. Um, and let's see what else I have. You know, that FEMA is coming. That's the federal emergency. Oh my gosh. What does the M stand for? Is it management? Yes. Emergency management. Um, they're coming out. I can't read the small print. I know they're uh, but Francisco did a story on them. Oh, it's visited. They're visiting Queethlook. I believe they're in Queethlook today, and then they're also going to be in was it Crooked Creek? Emonic. They're Imonic. also going to Emonic. Yeah. Okay, that's a pretty big deal to have FEMA come all the way out and to visit local communities. So hopefully there'll be some uh, help that comes out of that. And if you live in Bethel, you know that the state has finalized its plans for the Polk Road that will be open to the public. Um, Sunny Beans did a story on that. Um, I'm going to have to clear my throat for the wood frog. (coughs) (coughs) Okay, thank you. Um, So that'll be really nice to have that opening from Tundra Ridge going directly out to the main highway. and so I think they're supposed to begin work on that in the late spring and probably work on that through the summer. And they're not going to pave it. Originally they were going to pave it, but they're going to gravel it instead. So if you want to read more about these stories and others, you can go to kyuk.org. And all the stories are there. Also the shows, the various shows that KYUK has many of which are now also podcasts. You can go to the main page of KYUK. And on the right side, there's begins a list of the different shows, uh, programs. And you can listen to past shows. It's all set up and organized that way.
Okay, well, so for my um, next week, well, the Kuskokwim campus has, is up and rum running, and then I have a group of students coming in that are working on their associate's degree in human services. There'll be 23 of them, and they're coming from different parts of the state for their in-person intensive, and also people from this region will also be in that cohort group. And then there's another group of rural human service students. There's about 26 of them. They'll be in town from this region um, the last week in September. So we're getting our semester going at the college, very active. And if you would like information about any of the classes, just stop by and one of the advisors and student services would be happy to help you show you some of the different programs and some of the classes being offered. I don't know if we should take a, a short break, even though it's early. Um, um, we can do that. Well, why don't you... Oh, we have a few minutes. Yeah, we have a few minutes until our break. Um, what is the, maybe you could talk a little bit about the, the research you'll be promoting in Spain. Oh my gosh, Spain. Yes, okay, so I work on a project called PC Cares, Promoting Community Conversations About Research to End Suicide. And I've been working on this project for some years with my colleague at uh, the University of Michigan, Dr. Lisa Wexler, and also colleagues in the region, uh, Northwest region, Roberta Moto, Josie Garney. Uh, and what we do is, uh, Tara Schmidt, we have created a model for helping community members learn more about key research about suicide in indigenous communities. Um, and how to prevent it and how to use research to actually uh, promote safer communities for young people and for everyone, really. And we, uh, so my se I sent an abstract to the International Conference on Suicide Research, which is sort of the premier international conference on this topic, and they accepted the abstract from myself and also my colleague, Dr. Wexler, and so we both are going to Barcelona, Spain in October, and I will be presenting on this PC Cares model, and Lisa will be pres presenting on another aspect of it. And so we're very excited um, to do this. And this is a project that, well, those of you that were in the Rural Human Service Program last time, you're familiar with it because, and you could, you're welcome to call in and share a little bit about your experience learning how to be a facilitator of, uh, and it's called PC Cares. And what we do is we teach people to um, facilitate little bits, kind of like bite sized pieces of research that are then offered to the community and then there's a facilitated conversation where the community can decide whether that research fits their community. If it does, what do they think about it? What would they like to do about it? And what are some activities and actions that can move the community forward um, in terms of becoming, a s becoming safer? And I as you know, we have a national, there's a national hotline. You can dial 988 if uh, suicide is a concern for you. Um, but we're looking at really targeting uh, like community strengths. And um, so that's what I'm gonna be presenting on in uh, Barcelona, Spain. And you know, it takes two days to get there. <laughs> and <laughs> one flight, the flight from Seattle to Amsterdam is nine hours and then another two hours to Spain. Then you add the three hours from Anchorage to Seattle, the two the hour from Bethel to Anchorage, and it's wow, it's gonna take two days. And it's they're ten hours ahead. So anyway, it's gonna be long. Then but I'm gonna come back in one day because the ten hours is an advantage. So I'm gonna leave at six in the morning from Barcelona, Spain. I'm gonna get here the same day at night. Yeah, it's uh gonna be kind of a crazy uh eight days, 10 days. 
I don't envy you the jet lag. I know, man. I'm going to be a whole half a day off. But um, anyway, it looks like uh, we have a caller. So, And I might be sharing more about the PC Cares program uh, with KYUK uh, down the road. So, And be happy to share more about how that works. Um, we're taking a call from Tom at Chalista. Hello, Tom. Good morning. How are you this Friday? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. I heard you all talking about uh, 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 Catholic schools and uh, uh, <laughs> and the wee rebellions that I did. Did you were you, did you ever go to Catholic school? Uh, I did for a little while. <gasps> uh, yes. Okay. And yeah, my dad he went to uh, a Catholic university and then hmm. uh, he volunteered for the Jesuit corps after college, nice. and so they sent him from Boston up to Alaska, and, uh, really? yeah, I used yeah. To live so in Boston. he actually taught in, oh, okay, I thought you sounded familiar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he taught in St. Mary's, so, you know, a lot of people from the region know my dad, and then, you know, he met my mom from Chivac, and now here I am. Oh, they're, okay, so you don't have any, um, Catholic uh, rebellions that you ever were you ever like a altar boy? Uh no, but I I uh, was a reader. Oh, I did read during mass. Yeah, oh, my okay. brother was an altar boy for a while. Did you hear my story? I begged the priest to let me be an altar boy, and he oh I chuckled. laughed. That's yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, oh, nowadays it. It. it's allowed, but <laughs> back in my day, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, improvements are always welcome. All right. So anyway, I think you came. You're really here to talk (laughs) about um, the weather. No, I think you're here to talk about Chalista. (laughs) Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So uh, last week I shared that uh, we had just started a contest uh, to give feedback, do a survey about our newsletter, Story Knife. Oh, yeah. So that yeah, so that contest where you can win one thousand dollars. It started last Friday. Here we are a week later, and already over a thousand people have done that survey. Wow! So very exciting. So you've still got time. All you have to do is go to our website, chalistacorp.com, mm-hmm. and there's a link there to the contest page with our survey. Or if you're on Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page, and there's a link there, too. It's a real short survey. Uh, looks like the average time to do the survey is about three minutes. And uh, if you choose, you can enter the contest. There will be two prizes. Each prize is $1,000. Wow. And the contest ends at the end of the month. Awesome. All right. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to share was if a shareholder has any updates that they need to uh, do, a new address, new phone number, or uh, sign up for direct deposit, uh, there's two different ways you can do that. One is at our uh, shareholder portal, mychalista.com. So at mychalista.com, you can do all those things, update your information. You can look at all your past dividends, things like that, Mm -hmm. or just give us a call. You can reach us at 907-275-2801. Oh, they can call and tell the person online to make the correction for them? Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. And if there are if there's any paperwork that's required, we can work with you on that and, and getting that done. Uh, but either way, um, we just want to make sure we always have the right address, um, the right bank account if you have a direct deposit, all that other fun stuff. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's pretty easy. Yep. Mychalista.com, yeah. or you can call that number two seven five two eight zero one. Yep, and there you go. Just two quick updates for okay. to shareholders. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thanks, all. Bye. Bye. Okay. All right. So um, 
our lines are open. I think we have like a few minutes till we go to our break. So if you want to get an email, oh, well, I have an email I'm going to read. Um, no subject. And the email goes, don't forget all kids have school on Monday and make sure they go to bed at the appropriate time. Very good. Yes. And then also, this is an announcement regarding uh, from the court, Bethel Court. Good morning. Please, an oh, okay. For Monday, September 11th, we need all Bethel and Village trial jurors. Please report to the courthouse at 11 a.m. for a criminal trial. We ask all jurors to eat lunch prior to coming. You are all encouraged to bring snacks. Village jurors, please schedule your flight for the morning and be prepared to spend the night. There are no grand jurors needed. If you have any questions, please call the front desk at Bethel Court at 907-543-2298. Okay, so again, on Monday, September 11th, all Bethel and Village trial jurors are needed and must report by 11 a.m. and for a criminal trial, and you should expect to spend the night. Okay, good. Oop, all right. All right, so I went over to my elder friend's house, Esther Green, and somebody, I forgot who brought it, somebody brought a leg, a moose leg, whole leg to watch her ulu skills as she went after that leg and butchered it and I mean it was amazing to watch and she's very serious too and she looks serious so I just sat and watched I didn't even ask questions and it was it was really uh really wonderful and so she gave me some of the meat which I really enjoy moose meat I like caribou meat too and I made a stew um and uh, it was really yummy. So I hope people are able to bring back a moose and that you give it away the way you do and make it for yourself and have plenty for winter. We're going to go to a break uh, just for a few minutes. You're listening to Talk Line with me, Diane McGachran, and Mary-Kate. And we'll be back at the other side. Wednesday, Mikalachtwachtet, you to mightnun, um, you whitenun, so we got you to Mulrank, Jalitu Jalronani, Yutkamuk, Bingai Ritney, ten AM, Mami, Juani KYUK, six forty AM. AVCP Regional Housing Authority is accepting applications for the Homeowner Assistance Fund, HALF program. HALF provides assistance to homeowners facing mortgage delinquencies, defaults, or foreclosures, loss of utilities, or internet. HALF also provides rehabilitation, modernization, and weatherization to homes. Eligible homeowners must be tribal members and attest to financial hardship after January 21, 2020. More at avcphousing.org or 907-543-1337. This message sponsored by AVCP Regional Housing Authority.
Okay, hi everyone, welcome back. I really like that play, that music, and it was actually, I got the story some years ago. It was a local person, I think, who actually wrote that song. Um, okay, well, once again, our lines are open, and you can call 907, <coughs> sorry, 543-5985. <coughs> you can also call 543-2756. And 800-995-8954. And you can email us at radio at kyuk.org. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So lines are open, and um, I think we have a caller. So we'll take that call, and then we might have some other things to chat about. Okay, we have Gloria from Bethel. Good morning, Gloria. Hi, Diane. Oh, How are you, know, you this morning? I'm fine. It's wonderful to hear you. I like saying morning, Gloria. It's like your morning glory, the flower. You know, I wish I'd seen one of those in real life in my life, but I haven't seen a morning <gasps> glory yet. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, Let's... anyhow, um, congratulations on you and Lisa and your presentation in... Europe on um, social research, mm. it, it gave me a trigger here on um, research in, in our region in general. One of, the, one of the main reasons that I ever wanted to get on YK board was because I'd always been hearing about this research that had been and continues to be done on the people of our region. Um, and we, we never really heard about it. So long story short, you um, really hit the button on the need for reporting on this research. Mm-hmm. We have one of the most highly researched populations in the country, and the research that's being done in this region under the auspices of the Yukon Tuskoquim Health Corporation and the Human Studies Committee is ethnic research, ethnic social, plant, um, lots of uh, research on uh, microbes, bacteria, and viruses, and an extraordinary amount of genetic research. Mm. Our population out here in the region is called homozygous, and that means that we are, there's there's diversity in our blood, but it's less than other areas of the country. And also with last year's report, I believe they reported at the Health Corporation gathering that for the first time, suicide is the number one killer of our people. It surpassed heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. And I would hope that not only the health corporation, but the social service groups, as well as our villages, come together in desperation I fear that our people are dying faster than they're living, mm. and that something we've we've been fighting this this suicide for how many decades now. I also would encourage um, YKHC to hold monthly talk line on reporting on some of this genetic research. They have a requirement in the research called community engagement. Mm-hmm. And this research needs to report, be reported somewhere to people to give them an, a, an opportunity to ask questions and be more aware of this genetic research. There, there are some genetic um, markers in our region that are very rare on this earth. And I think our villages and our people, our families, need to come together and find out what is out there and what's being reported, how it's being reported, and who it's being reported to. 
Because we do not have a good understanding of what genetics research is and the potential it has to harm people. You know, this is so important, what you're saying, Gloria, because what's also important is translating the research into accessible, easy-to-understand information. And that I think that is also important when you're sharing the research, that you're sharing it in a way that's understandable to people, right? Exactly. And, and not just kind of f- very academic, but not really allowing people to uh, take it in talk about it, figure out what they want to do about it. That kind of engagement is really lacking, I think, in a lot of the research that's done in indigenous communities. And another thing I'd like to point out is that the Alaska Area Specimen Bank in Anchorage, which is on the ANMC campus, has close to probably even now um, more than a million biospecimens. Oh. A million biospecimens of Alaska Native people. Huh. And more than about half of those specimens have come from our region. And yet wow. we do not have a policy, a regional policy, a tribal policy, any kind of policy that directs the genetic research in this region. And I think it's really important that people pay attention and get involved and say something about this get accurate reporting on what's being done. It's, there's, a, there's an incredible amount of research being done in this region, especially <clears throat> in regards to genetic research. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world is very curious of what is in our, in our genes. Your DNA. Mm-hmm. Yes, in our DNA. Yeah, yeah. So but people need to be paying attention, and the health corporation could help to bring a better understanding to the region and report, be transparent, and report on what's done, what's being done, and what they plan to do in the future. Right now we have the researchers that are out in our region, the predominant researchers, are working for the Oregon Health and Science University. And that concerns me because they are basically working on our genetics at, uh, in, at a location that's not close to us where we have control over the environment of our DNA. Wow. Yeah, that's really a clear message, Gloria, and you're so right to bring that out. Um, and I think that's a concern with a lot of Native American tribes when any kind of research, whether it's uh, biological, DNA, or social uh, research that's done in communities, but then never shared back with the community. It's, uh, th- that is a problem in our field. Yes. So it's, I'm glad you're bringing that out. Um, yeah. Have you, and on a totally different topic, have you gotten some moose? Well, yes, we do have moose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very good. We're um, we're set. We're pretty much set for the winter with our fish and our moose. And I am so grateful that we that we can still hunt and fish, and have this this good healthy food for 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 ourselves. Because mm-hmm. that's that's what we need is our own food. Yeah. We can trust. Yeah. Food security, yes. That's it, yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling. I'm glad you did, and I'm going to try and find a morning glory for you. <laughs> okay, and, and have wonderful have a wonderful trip to Spain. That was I know. The, first, the first place I went oh. as, 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 a young, as a young woman was to Spain. We, oh. spent, we spent our spring semester in Europe. Oh my gosh, did you love it? Well, it was very different for a girl that had been raised in rural Alaska <laughs> with honey buckets and oh. toilets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 cool. I began getting my worldview from from travel to Europe. There were over 100 students from all over Alaska that <gasps> were on that trip, so it was Wow. interesting. Very. That's cool. 
Okay. Oh, All right. Well, have well, a great day. Good morning. Good morning. I'm still trying. And I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Uh, so, um, all right. Well, thank you for that call, Gloria. And our lines are open. And I think, um, is is Alex going to? Yeah, so Alex Salonga, who works with KYUK, he's a Jesuit volunteer. Wonder if he's got any rebellion stories in his uh, Catholic life. <laughs> hey, Diane. Uh, a little bit too much rebellion. Okay, uh, okay. You don't have to share. <laughs> <laughs> And I think me even coming here is a bit of a rebellion from the Catholic, <laughs> uh, you know, seminary day to day. What is your role here at KYUK? Um, I'm the wellness content producer here at KYUK. Nice. Okay. Great. So speaking of wellness, mm -hmm. um, Gloria, very grateful that you called in to talk about uh, this topic because next week for Wellness Wednesday, our 10 a.m. show um, that I help run, uh, I want to do something about, uh, you know, suicide prevention. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, Diane, uh, just going off of a Gloria, like the communicating research. I know there's PC cares. I know there's, uh, you know, there's that be because we love you, like the be well. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of curious what you think uh, w would be kind of effective and kind of like both um, communicating that research, but also, you know, just informing this area. So I don't know. Well, you know, maybe next week we'll have a chance to go into some more detail. There's another project I work on, Anchor, which is Alaska um, Native um, research on resilience and um, on community r resilience. And so we're looking at community strengths as opposed to negative things. We're looking at the strengths that seem to support and keep youth more safe in their communities from um, mental distress. And... You know, kind of thinking about what Gloria said, that the other thing I think is really important is when research is done and the projects I work on, we actually have as equal parts of our team indigenous people from the communities. So they are trained as researchers and then they actually are part of the research team. And that's really important too so that it's not just sort of outside people, but it's local people who are also acquiring these skills and being able to uh, be part of the research. Um, do you want me to go to the caller? Yeah, let me go to the yeah. caller. Oh, there we go, Susan from Bethel. And then we can circle back around Alex. Yeah, so Susan, thank you for calling. Hi. Hi. Yeah, my mom was a parish secretary for the Catholic Church Whoa, in Palmer. Okay. And we just lived down the road and she constantly told us to help out with different things. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. it could be all kinds of things. It could be setting up the Christmas ranger, Christmas yeah. trees, putting stuff together for the kids' classes. Mm -hmm. You know, all kinds of things that just kind of kept us busy and out of trouble. <laughs> Very and good. Um, sometimes during the summer, these nuns that are from these parochial schools would come up to uh, Palmer to do a summer school. Mm -hmm. And I just remember they made us memorize stuff, memorize all these prayers and stuff. And mm -hmm. I I couldn't relate to that, and I really goofed off on that, and my brothers would show off and memorize all that stuff. And it's uh -huh. like, <laughs> what good is it, you know? But anyway, <laughs> I just remember some of them were just, it was a whole different culture of where, where, where they taught and where they lived, you know. Mm -hmm. And my cousin's, that lived, grew up out in the states in the big cities and stuff. Did go to parochial schools and wear uniforms and all that stuff and 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 tell us war stories and <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, but the kids, you know, even the history of the St. Mary's School and all that, the kids really excelled. I mean, there was a lot of demands on these kids, but it the results were higher higher scores and a lot of successful adults. Mm -hmm. came out of it so you know i can't i can't knock it anyway i wanted to put it push in for the food bank um carrie and joe are out in the river it's not going to be good not very many good boat riding days left but this one looked like a good day for for boat riding and all that so yeah. they're off and they're off in the wilderness so <laughs> i wanted to promote and i i heard you mention it and it's on thunder drum announcement that we are doing food bank tomorrow from noon till 2 mm -hmm. at the Emory School, and we're setting up at 11. And anybody that wants to help, um, 
when the young people help, they really feel good about helping, and we really appreciate their energy. So, um, you know, when we talk about dealing with depression and suicide prevention and all that, people feel isolated and not connected to anything. Mm -hmm. And it really is a therapeutic thing when you go out and volunteer in the community. I know it makes me feel better, so um, I do want to promote that. And, again, that's tomorrow. We do it the second Saturday of each month, Mm -hmm. and um, it'll be from noon to 2. And those that miss it, the following, usually what we do the following Tuesday from 3 to 5 and Thursday from 4 to 6, Mm-hmm. is we'll hit the people, we'll set up at Second Road Housing and hit the people that missed Food Bank. But try to hit Food Bank. Um, next month is October, the start of the new federal fiscal year, which means everybody has to enroll all over again. Mm-hmm. It is a one-page form and all that good stuff, But and the income limits are very liberal, very generous. A lot of people don't know they qualify. Okay. And, um, okay. There'll be somebody. Somebody said they'll step up and do early volu- early registration for some, and then it'll be on the internet too. I think on Facebook or something. There'll be a setup for people to enroll over the um, computer too. But it is the new enrollment will be next month for the new federal fiscal year. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for that info. Yep. Alrighty. All right. So Thanks. we'll see people tomorrow. Volunteers and people alike that benefit from it. Again, from noon to 2 at the Emmy School parking lot. And if they're volunteering, they can come a little bit early to kind of oh, get organized. Oh, definitely. Set up yeah. and help us, you know, bag the frozen stuff and however Carrie's got that set up. She's yeah. the boss on this thing. Yeah. You know, I just kind of help where needed. <laughs> She's uh-huh. good. Yep. All righty. Yeah. All right. Thanks, okay. Susan. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay, bye. We're going to go to an anonymous caller. Welcome to the show. Thank you for calling. Good morning. Good morning. We are Alaskans. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that was clear and to the point. We are Alaskans. All right. So, um, I don't know, Alex. Did you uh, did you want me to expound a little bit on anything, or did you have? Um, oh, uh, one thing I was going to say about this idea about research. Um, so, the program I work with, PC Cares, promoting community conversations about research to end suicide. We, what we do is we train facilitators from the community, and those facilitators then share with their community bite-sized pieces of research, very down-to-earth way, and then they help the, they, uh, they um, help the community or the community group that's come together t- for this learning to talk about the research, to analyze whether it fits their community or not, and what they'd like to do about it. Like for, I'll give you one quick example. Um, rates of so, and we we're not doing research on the community. We're bringing to the community research that's already been done. A lot of it has been done in indigenous Arctic communities. Some of it's been done on youth in general. And so, one example would be um, rates of uh, suicide began around the 1960s in Alaska Native communities. Before that, it was a very rare and hardly heard of. So what we put together then is, is colonization begins to really show some of the damages at that time and ongoing. And that is the link between the rates of suicide developing and colonization. Well, that's the bite-sized piece of research right there. Then the community is invited to discuss that, to um, explore what that has, what meaning that has for their particular community, because every community is unique. And what would they like to do with that information? Um, so, for some in their community discussions, it becomes a relief to realize that actually there's nothing wrong with uh, Yupik people, that something wrong was done to them, and the result of that wrong is some of the social. Um, issues that we see. And so um, right there is one sort of learning, we call them learning circles, and we have five learning circles. Each learning circle has one or two bite-sized pieces of research about youth, about what, um, what helps youth, and we train people who are in the community already to facilitate those conversations. Um, and that turns out to be really powerful because a lot of times 
Workshops are done from outside people or outside agencies who come to a community, maybe do a workshop and then leave. And in our pro project, we train local people who are still there. They're the ones who facilitate the learning circles for this particular project. That's that one in a nutshell. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful, Diana. Can you remind us all of, of the name of that program? That's PC Cares, Promoting Community Conversations About Research to End Suicide. Last year, we trained uh, about 18 facilitators for this region. They were members of the RHS Rural Human Service Program, and they were trained as part of their practicum. They have to do a 125-hour practicum as part of their certificate. And so we trained them, and they went to... Uh, sometimes they did a learning circle within their agency. Sometimes it was just with a small group of family and friends. Sometimes it might have been with their uh, tribal leadership. It can be any you know, small group of people that you want to share a piece of research with to help the dialogue and help have ways for communities to talk about something difficult, but talk about it in a strength-based way. That's incredible. And some of this stuff is what you're going to be presenting in Barcelona? Yes. Basically, I just gave part of my Barcelona speech. <laughs> wow, we got a sneak peek, folks. <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah. No, but that's really lovely to hear about. And are these conversations still happening? Are the researchers still in, in Bethel? or? In oh, well, y right. And so we're not actually doing research. We're sharing it. And yes, there's trained people. Uh, PC Cares facilitators now in our region, and there'll be more because we're getting, um, we've applied for a National Institute of Health uh, grant to um, train more people in the years to come so that all communities will have their own person or people there that understand the research and understand sharing it, and then they're empowered now to um, take that research and run with it in whatever way they see fit. Wow. So you're really seeing this as in like a national, like, like this is, this can be a national program. Uh, well, we, we do, we, we are getting a little bit more, um, people reaching out. The Choctaw nation in Oklahoma has reached out to us and, and we're working with them on this model. The Yakima nation in Washington state has reached out and Lisa, my colleague and, couple other people are working with them on what this model would look like in their context um, and designed helping them in, or them helping us design it to fit their context so um, slowly we're this seems to be happening we, we are um, on tap to be recognized by SAMHSA which is the substance abuse and mental health arm of the gov US government as uh, best practices because what we're doing is we want a community-based approach to suicide intervention along with what we call gatekeeper approaches which is when an individual learns more how to talk to someone who might be having thoughts of suicide and that's really important that individuals are empowered in that way our project is looking at how can a whole community now be a part of that powerful stuff Diane. yeah, yeah so. um, as we await our next caller do you have like a, a little story or I believe this next caller is already coming up oh do but we, have, we have a caller coming up but yes but if there's if there's um, a little bit more dead time in between callers I would love to hear like a story about like an individual who's impacted whether it be one of the people that one of the care facilitators or whatever and whatnot uh, or just someone who was in a uh, okay yeah. and and we may get to some of those <laughs> stories next week too or whenever you have time to talk about it but um we're going to go to martin from the yukon welcome to the show martin thank you for calling hello good morning good morning i i'm just calling in in support of uh the, the ladies that spoke about uh suicide and um you know as parents as even as w with grown kids that are 21 and older mm -hmm. uh, i'm still dealing with that uh um aftermath of having you know having families mm -hmm. um deal with you know that. grown adults that commit the ultimate uh sacrifice and mm -hmm. um, it's it's a really hard uh subject to talk amongst uh, native people in my community i think uh yeah and awareness uh you know to 
speak about it with uh, young people, I think it would be, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, like it's our responsibility to teach our kids not to think in that manner. It's uh, we have a high rate of suicide in our villages, and uh, I think there's got to be a little bit more time to be spent, uh, especially with our leadership, with our families, with. Uh, Within our region, I think it would be a good topic. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's never going away. I appreciate your uh, talk show this morning. Oh, I'm so thank, thank you, you for thank you for calling and um, being able to express what you have, which is so important. What you've shared, uh, really appreciate you calling in with that. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. You know, for um, this topic, there's really. There's some really great, simple things that are very helpful to people. Um, just listening. You know, that's one thing we talk about in PC Cares is just the power of listening and letting someone bring out what they need to bring out. Another thing that's really helpful, turns out that young people, when they do studies in our region and in Northwest and Bering Strait, young people kind of crave for adults to talk with them more. And sometimes it's hard to maybe imagine that. Um, you might think, oh, maybe young people want, you know, more cultural activities or they want to have more, you know, um, sports or events. But when they actually talk with young people um, and collect their responses, one of the most important things that young people want is for people, uh, adults, to talk with them. And so um, that's some of the... St- that's some of the information we share in PC Cares, bite-sized, really easy to grasp and really put into action pretty quickly. Um, another really powerful thing is, um, believe it or not, is small acts of kindness. When people have um, hurt them, harmed themselves in some way, but they've survived, um, when you interview them, they say that just small acts of kindness, even from strangers, um, goes much further than we might realize. And what I really appreciate about the Yupik culture is there's so many acts of kindness embedded in the culture. You know, when I um, am out with Esther Green and we're driving around and we go to her house and somebody has left fish, you know, on her porch or a moose leg, (laughs) these acts are very powerful, much more powerful sometimes than we realize. So Anyway, I think we're winding down our show. I think uh, with Wellness Wednesday, we may have more chances to talk uh, and share more information. Um, If you're somebody who uh, this conversation has, you know, triggered you in some way, um, please reach out. You can call um, the hotline 988. You can also call YK uh, Behavioral Health. Um, I don't have the emergency number on me right now, uh, which I apologize for, but you can call 543-6100 to get behavioral health, um, or if you're concerned about someone else, that's certainly something you can do. So I think we're going to wind down our show, Mary-Kate. Yeah. I didn't hear you. Um Oh, we have a few more seconds. Okay. Oh, so I have a quick email I'll read, and this is referencing uh, back to Catholic Sunday School. And the email goes like this. I used to question why my mom would bring me to Sunday School, and now I know it was to get me closer to God, and I understand the importance of learning about the past events that happened and learning about Noah's Ark was kind of amazing, how much animals they saved. Okay, so thank you very much. I'm so appreciative of the calls and the emails and hope to hear from you again next week when we do Talk Line. And you can hear a repeat of the show uh, if somebody missed the show and you can let them know that it repeats at 7 o'clock tonight. Um, And uh, wishing you all well this weekend.
Support for Talkline is provided by Vitus Terminals, a local crew happy to fuel you. More information at Bethelfuel.com. Listen to Talkline Fridays at 10 to 11 a.m. You can listen to the replay at 7 p.m. on Friday evening or listen to it at your convenience at kyuk.org.